I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. And we coming from our basement to your headphones, barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown. Thank you for downloading the podcast, Theanos. Now here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome to another episode of the podcast, Theanos. I am Jordan Hall, and I am very excited to be rejoined by the globetrotter himself, Mr. Eric Wayne. Eric, welcome home. Oh, it's so nice to be home and hear your familiar voice again once once again, Hall. Although I have to confess, I did uh, listen to the last couple podcasts. Um, something about calling me a tool, I think, at one stage. <laughs> something like that. Making fun of me. That's fine. It's it's I, one I, of those... One of those the the cats away the mice will play type situations. Yeah. I forget the context in which you called me a tool, but there could be any number. It could have been be could have been literally anything. anything. Uh, <laughs> so you spent a week or so do gooding south of the border. Now you sent yeah. me a picture with Miguel Cabrera. Um, yes. Were you able yeah. to smuggle him back into the country? No, no, um, I I was not. Uh, unfortunately, but yes, the, uh, man at the airport who helped with our bags, uh, w- was named, uh, Miguel Cabrera. So I got a, I got a nice, uh, is it's not a selfie. Is it a selfie? A do, a dual selfie. I, I think we just kind of an Aussie. Any... Is it an Aussie? I think that would be the, the technically correct term, but I think I would need to, um, have a long, hard look in the mirror at myself if I started using that term regularly. Um, I think just anytime you're taking a picture of yourself and whatever, I think that you're safe in calling it a selfie. All right. To, as, so to, me, as to not sound any more like a tool than as per usual. Yeah. So me and Miguel Cabrera, we took a picture together. Um, he's a little thinner and probably not as good of a hitter as the Miguel Cabrera we know and love. It's probably, probably healthier. But could be. Could be. I, I love that not only uh, was his name Miguel Cabrera, but he was wearing that right on his shirt. Yeah, no, there mistaken. was no no question. Yep, you scouted me. Oh, good. Just like the uh, the Miggy we know, he's got his name right there, Cabrera. You know, so everybody knows on his uniform. <laughs> that's, Smart. That's true. Uh, did you scout any local middle infielders while you were there? At the time, we didn't we didn't know how many we were going to have. <laughs> no, maybe I should have. I tell you what. Um, uh, so I was in Guatemala and uh, doing some work in Central America there. And I tell you what, for middle infielders, the the population there is is short. So 
Um, I, I don't want to bore you with too many Guatemala stories, but this one woman that we we worked on a house for, she maybe came up to my belly button. She was just like the tiniest woman I've ever met. So, you know, good good uh, middle infielders. You know, you know, maybe you could find somebody even shorter than Altuve yeah, closer the to the ground. Down there. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. Uh, Not a lot of baseball down there, I got to tell you, though. So from the extreme south, you went to the extreme north. Turns yeah. out you are quite the fisherman. I would not have guessed that. You you wouldn't guess I'm good at really anything. Except for froth. Except, well, not even that I struggle with. But yeah, I caught a pretty large fish. I sent you a fish picture. Yeah, it was it was one of the largest fish I've ever, you know, I feel like I see fish, you know, I, Hey, I caught this, you know, that type of picture on Facebook all all the time, probably one of the biggest fish, uh, pictures like that I've ever seen. Um, and for me, it really terrifies me that like crap like that lives in our lakes. Oh yeah. Why are you swimming in that? You swim in pool pools. And those things have teeth too. It was a pike. So yeah, it's got little jaws on it. Yeah. You fry that thing up. We did. We we had a fish fry. We ate them all up. Did you? Have I to... have cousins who are youpers, so they know how to dismantle a fish with a fillet knife. So that works good. You take the bones out, cook them up. Do you have to like drive the devil out of that ginormous thing before you cook it? Is yeah, that, they is that how it works. <laughs> they scream like a banshee when you <laughs> remove their soul. Uh, so that brings us to this week's leadoff question: Who from Tiger's universe is the best angler slash would tell the best fish stories? I think they're right. So for angler, um, we have to go with an actual fisherman. And do you know who this is? This is Joel Zumaya. Really? Joel Zumaya in his uh, post-pitching days uh, fished a lot. In fact, there's a story about him, um, I think, walleye fishing on Lake Erie and stuff. You got to look it up. But uh, Zumaya was quite a fisherman. I, he is quite a fisherman. I figured uh, Jordan Zimmerman probably would be the best because he's from Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I'm given yeah. to know that pretty much all they do there is uh, what what's winter ice fishing, ice fishing. Ice, that's the word. Ice, ice fishing. Winter <laughs> fishing works. Yeah, uh, that's typically when you would do the ice fishing. Yeah. And I could see Rod being kind of the ultimate fish storyteller. Yeah, I would. For me, uh, I, I think Kinsler would be good at fishing too, because just because he's good at everything. Ping pong, tiddlywinks. I want Kinsler just because he's kind of good at everything. Uh, fish story. You know I got to go with my man, Phil Coke. Wouldn't Phil tell the best story about anything? I could sit at Phil Coke's knee or at his at his feet and hear him tell stories about pretty much anything. You know who would probably take the best picture with a fish would be Al Al. Just get him cheesing, pointing yeah. at that fish. Point, I got to you know, see that. You know where the fish is. Yeah, it's right at the end of his finger. <laughs> Another good fish story person would be Jim Leland. Yes. Wouldn't he tell a sweet fish story? You wouldn't be able to understand it unless you got real close. Yeah, but. (laughs) Um, So before we get into the contact info, let's talk a little fantasy. Um, We are doing another Podcastianos Listener Fantasy Football League this year. Are we? Eric, we're doing another one of those leagues. Um, If you want to compete against Eric and I and other listeners from around this great state and possibly country, I don't know, um, send us an email at podcastianos at gmail.com with your name, Twitter handle if you have one, and a brief and hopefully amusing explanation of why you should be in the league. Make me chuckle. If you want to pose as me. And and have a team for me, that'd be great too. Oh, I thought you were gonna Extra say just, just a picture of somebody pointing up at where a fly ball appears to be. 
yeah that that's fine too um and also eric you don't have to be a part of this one um but i am leading a fantasy premier league draft hopefully in the next week or so really? hoping to get like six or eight teams never done it before i think it will be a lot of fun i i can't promise that's that. super nerdy hall it's, super nerd it party is, it is what it is i've 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 <laughs> i've come to grips with with my my soccer nerdness sure. so I, we'll give it a try if it, if it sucks then I probably will stop paying attention regardless, but the goal is to, is to get through the season. Um, so if you're interested in that, you can send us a email to the same address, put different things in the, uh, in the subject, subject line, line so that I can tell them apart. That would be helpful. Podcastianos at gmail.com. Um, on Twitter, I am at Jordan hall 23. Eric is at Comeric Eric. And the show is at podcastianos on the Instagram. I am at Jordino four facebook.com backslash podcastianos and we'd love it if you time take the time to subscribe rate and review us on itunes google play soundcloud or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on eric we have some reviews i have a couple funny ones to read to you are you ready i heard the teaser for this i'm excited all right the first one uh is from super awesome one two one two one two one two etc um it is the subject line is the don kelly of podcasts uh here is the review world-class banter from two guys who are some good tigers fans eric is easily the best hey i don't i don't know how that got in had i had i read it closely enough that one may have been omitted good power rankings agreeable nature all-around good guy jordan is okay seems a bit harsh but is also a united fan yankees of the premier league and has a thing for a prospect who has a high era in double a ball I would assume that's Drew Verhagen. He's up now, so get that right. Um, still cool, though. Top-class memes and good Tigers talk make it worth a listen. Uh, what else is there to say except eat them up, Tigers, eat them up? That's very nice of you to say. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And That wasn't all negative. Thank you. Yes. Uh, little Three Chord Me says, my favorite sports podcast, period. Wow, that's lofty. Um, Jordan and Eric are the perfect team of hosts. Jordan keeps the lid on with thoughtful and insightful topics. Meanwhile, Eric will range from goofy and lighthearted to <laughs> dad is yelling at the cable company again. <laughs> cable companies are horrible. I would get, I tried to get cable at a particular address today and I couldn't find out if a cable company serves that address or not. This is applicable today. I had no idea how relevant this was going to be. Oh, I hate um, cable companies. Let's see, which is exactly what it feels like to be a Tigers fan these days. Yeah, Touche. Yeah. Um, if you're a girl who has a hard time dealing with the bro esports podcast, this one is different. It's just a couple of nice guys talking baseball with an occasional soundbite from Blaine Hardy and Eric's mom. True. We do have those. Uh, and Rawlings 411 uh, broke pod and cast down into two words. Uh, that's the title. And it says, great show, lots of comedy and good commentary about the current and future Detroit Tigers baseball team. Boom. Thank you. Thank you for the kind words. Thank you for lying if you had to to make it positive. We appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. So if you want to hear your uh, your words read out, leave us another hopefully positive review. And we appreciate all of the nice things that you have said so far. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, Giannis. Well, Eric, uh, we have been rumored to be sellers uh, for quite a mm. while now, and we have now sold. It's been a long uh, time coming in the lead-up, and we all knew it was coming. It was kind of just a matter of when. Are you glad that it's over with at this point? Yeah, I am. Um, but is it over? Of course, July 31 is the end of the non-waiver trade 
trade deadline or trade period. But we still could have waiver. And if you're going to trade Justin Verlander, he's going to get through waivers anyway. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, you know, I, I think there could be a smaller guy, maybe a, a Kins or something. I really have a hard time seeing Verlander going at this point. I do too. And maybe I don't want him to go. Season, but but I, we're a better team with him. Yeah. And to be honest, lot. he's pitching so well right now. Uh, his value in my mind is only going to increase till the off season. I don't know for yeah. whatever reason, there's kind of that magical cutoff that once the season starts, then his value starts to decrease a little bit again. But at this point, just hang on to him. I mean, he's, he's yep. our eight. Like he is Detroit through and through. He's got an Eminem walk-up song, like Detroit yep. through and through. And I feel like the trade market really kind of softened at the end. They were talking, especially for position players, the market really dropped off. And what big position players got traded the last two days? Lucroy was traded for a player to be named later. That was a guy right. who was the That's big harsh. piece last year. Yeah, the Todd father went early, right? And uh, JD went relatively early. And those are the guys who moved to got anything. Yeah, and I, th- I think I may have... The position players. I may have thought this thought my, myself, but I didn't say it, but... All the people that were trying to destroy Avila for, you know, let let the market play out, you know, don't don't move JD so early. Turns out that he actually had the right idea that time, I, and I don't know if he foresaw that or it just happened to work out for him. But I mean, he certainly he certainly read that one correctly. And JD, uh, he was kind of in a box with JD. He, JD had to go. He wasn't going to give him uh, anything besides two months of his presence i mean he had to get traded so uh, i think avila did okay with that yeah. it was fine yeah i actually um while you were gone he moved uh we discussed that in depth last week did you have anything yeah. else that you wanted to add or you kind not of about to move not forward? about jd i think you you did fine with that okay so uh let's get into the the sell-off um obviously we sold in 2015 um, this was significantly less exciting, I would say. There wasn't that kind of seminal yeah. moment like, oh, dang, we just got Daniel Norris. Oh, man, we just got, you know, at the time we didn't know Michael Fulmer was this amazing. But it was still kind of like, okay, this is a, a building block piece. Now we learn more about him and go. Whereas we didn't really have that moment, I didn't think, this year. I, I would say that's right. Um, you have it further down in the notes here, but I think it's interesting that um, we got guys across the board really ready to go guys like uh, Candelario and guys you can kind of dream on like King, right? And up and down the spectrum. And I'm really curious to know if that's something that he purposefully sought out or if that's just kind of how it how it aligns. Because I would like to think that he had the foresight to think, you know what, I'm going to get a guy for each level. And, and you know, obviously <laughs> it's it's not that straightforward. And, you know, he had to find guys he liked for, for each level. But um, that is kind of the forward thinking that, that I – would prefer to think that our GM is capable of. You know, they get to decide where they send them, right? I mean, it's not like. <laughs> but that was could... the, that, those were the levels that they were playing on with their yeah. previous clubs. Don't don't even give me that nonsense. I will sass you if I want to. I, I thought it was a neat a neat coincidence. Uh, probably not a whole lot of intentionality there but it was good um there is a a link between the 2015 trade deadline and this trade deadline do you know what it is not that i'm aware of okay so we traded um cespedes for fulmer and luis sessa right yep and sessa was put with chad green to get justin wilson 
and now Justin Wilson was sold off in the current trade. So, so let's see. In two years, Candelario will become someone else. Is that probably? <laughs> probably. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> let's let's sum this up. Gone are you know JD, uh, Justin Wilson, and the heavily bearded Alex Avila. Who of the three are you going to miss most on like a oh I really liked watching them play kind of level? Uh, well, of those three, I would have to say J.D. Martinez, right? Because he provided the most punch. and But he was not a flashy player. Uh, neither was Avila. I liked Avila just because he seemed like a super solid, you know, good clubhouse, fatherly kind of guy. Yeah. I liked – I always liked Avila. But, hey, we'll sign him again in the offseason, trade him away next time. That'll be fine. I kind of feel good for him and Justin Wells. Like, clearly, we weren't going to do anything with, yeah. definitely with Avila. And probably in, in, I mean, Wilson's going to be a free agent after the end of next season. We weren't going to win anything next year. Go to the Cubs. Right. You know, and, and obviously, uh, he pitched much better before he, he got the closers role. Wade Davis is there in Chicago, so he's not going to be closing there. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's a chance that he could go back to being, I mean, before we moved him into the closers role, he was one of the most dominant relief pitchers in all of baseball. Not that he was bad as a closer. He just wasn't quite as dominant. Um, I think he goes back to being that really immensely high upside left-handed, uh, relief pitcher for them, which is, which is good. I, I don't know. Like I, I have a soft spot for the Cubs. I don't yeah, know. I would I... prefer to see them succeed. Yeah, especially with those two guys. I'd like to see him do good. Like I said, I, I cheer for the Diamondbacks and the Cubs now. I mean, they're still kind of Tigers in my mind, right? Yeah. We hope they do good. But um, I think they got a good haul for uh, Avila and Wilson. I, I really think they they did. I mean, when you look at Avila, sure, he had a hot beginning of the year, but he's only under contract for a couple more months. He has cooled off significantly. He's kind of hurt. Uh, I mean, He's kind of hurt. Uh, you know, he's despite what we saw at the beginning of this year, we kind of know what Alex Avila is and we are seeking to platoon him or even maybe backup. So how much is somebody going to play pay for a platoon or backup rental? Not a lot. Obviously Wilson was the big part there. And to get a guy who's on the cusp of major league action in Alcantara and then, um, Paredes is the 18-year-old playing in the Midwest League and really holding his own. He had two hits tonight tonight already for the Whitecaps. Um, I think he's somebody you can really, really dream on. And then um, did we get one more guy in that trade? There's or, the the, uh, the player to be named later slash uh, possibly cash, which, I mean, right. that could be somebody from this year's draft class. It right. could also not be. But, um, right. yeah, it really is kind of a nice package. Like, um, you know, per, I, I actually think that the, the, the deal is maybe a little bit more about Paredes. I, the, the comparison I saw was to Johnny Peralta slash Dan Ugla. Those are two guys who had really nice careers. I mean, they were kind yeah. of both under mm-hmm. the radar. You're not going to get a, a future. Not very mobile. Trout. Yeah. Not very mobile. Ti- that fits the Tigers mold, if you will. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you're not going to get a, a future Mike Trout for, you know. A left-handed reliever at the deadline you're gonna get somebody who hopefully eventually will become a really good solid player for you and i think yeah. paredes profiles as that and maybe even a little bit more um i don't but know he's 18 right we got three for sure probably four years to see him which is, which in is, detroit which is fine i mean that's just fine that's not a problem uh good but back to alcantara like candelario 
What's that? Candelario. Alcantara is the one that came in the JVDO. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah thank you. Uh, Candelario. Um, not Calendario, as I texted you. You have to start with candle, not calendar. <laughs> Speaking of, before we before we move on to what your whatever luminescent thing <laughs> you're going to tell us, um, apparently they all call him Candy or the Candy Man. Oh, yeah, well, that'll make just you. just thought I'd pass that along. Okay, so for Candelario, if this would this would make really a lot of sense if this was on the cause if this was 2018 on the cusp of 2019, and Victor was on his way out. But we got one more year of Victor. Where does this guy go? Do you stash him and milk him one more year in the minors or play some kind of platoon role with him? Because right now we got three DHs mm-hmm. and one of them's got to play third and one of them's got to play first. And I, by that, I mean, Nick, Miggy and Victor. I right. think I think someone's moving to right field. I don't know if it's Candelario or if it's Nick, but I think somebody's moving to right field. I don't want to stick Nick out there. I would prefer, I would prefer it be the young kid too. But then you still have can Nick playing play third. Outfield? Can he play outfield at all? He can play. If you can play third base or first base at the major league level, you can play a passable right field. I'm I'm fairly. You say that like that. it's a true thing. It is. I I call shenanigans. He's versatile. He can play on both sides of the diamond. He's he's an athletic kid. He's not fast, but he's not slow. Dude can play yeah, right field. Speaking of Johnny Peralta, we stashed him in left field too. That he wasn't an outfielder. Stop it with that. He could be I don't as know. Maybe Johnny out there. But, but and yeah, we're I mean, find that out because I, I would assume he'll get some outfield outfield uh, reps at AAA this year. I mean, there's no reason to not see what you have with him out there. He'll, he'll probably be with the big club this year. Possibly. Right? I mean, at I mean, least in September. He's got a cup of coffee already with the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, right. yeah. I, I I, genuinely think that I I, <laughs> I would prefer probably to see Nick get a, get a shot out there. Um, but, I mean, in theory, we need to rearrange some pieces at the start of 18. And obviously that's something that we can talk about far more when we get there. Um, I have a... When Victor's done, it's easy, right? Yes. Mickey goes to DH, Nick goes to first, and... Uh, Candelario goes to third. Yeah. That's the idea. Um, I have some a quote here. This is from Theo Epstein, uh, manager of or general manager of the Cubs. Uh, he said in spring training, if he, speaking of Candelario, is in another National League camp, they would be talking about him for Rookie of the Year. That's fairly high praise. I mean, obviously you that's say that about your, your guy. Yeah, yeah, you say, you say that about your guy, but still, that's. That's that's not nothing. Um, I think the real big selling point on on Candelario for me is that he's been Avila's target this whole time. It sounded like Avila wanted him for Justin Wilson in the offseason. They're like, nah, I'm good. Uh, and then he finally got him this year, I- including uh, Paredes with him. You know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. I, I haven't watched this Candelario much, but if it's somebody that he has sought out and you know that's his guy that's somebody that he's putting his his reputation on um you know i'm willing to trust it a lot of people are saying we got a better haul for wilson and avila than they got for you darvish i don't know i i, I have a soft spot for willie calhoun i like a i like a second baseman that can rake all right he reminds, oh, um, he reminds another... me of, a, of a, a really rich man's ryan rayburn who who can also play a little defense <laughs> wow um, one note on Paredes. Is that how you say it? Paredes? 
Yeah, Paredes. Something, something like anyway, that. so he's playing for the Whitecaps now, which is insane because you're adding riches to an already amazing uh, Whitecaps team, and they they're just dominating people. They're just rolling. It's amazing. I know. Not that you should get excited about low A baseball, but I don't know. It's kind of fun. They're rolling people. Yeah, there there are guys. I mean, most of sure. them probably don't have super high major league upside, but I mean that's still. Part. I mean, it's, I feel like it's kind of rooting, you know, for a JV team that's really, really good. In the end, yeah, it doesn't actually true. really mean anything, but it's still kind of fun to get excited It'd be about. It'd kind of fun if they get up close to a, um, a playoff run here and then they throw um, Manning in that mix. Just dropping the stud right in there. Here you go, son. Go pitch some big innings. That'd be fun. Yeah, we need to play in an outing to go down and see them again. Hopefully see Paredes. Hopefully after Manning comes back. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited about, about yeah, Paredes. Derek Hill's back in there. Yeah, you know, Hook, Hook was glowing about him last week. I know you have your doubts, but he well, was excited enough to suck me in just a little bit. I, I, he, I don't know about about Hill. I, he's kind of exciting with his wheels, but you you got to have more than speed. But I'm willing to give him a chance. I mean, if even he can if, develop a little power, even if he is good. a fourth outfielder, defensive replacement specialist, there is a little bit of value in that pinch runner. Yeah. Um, maybe your your Gerard Dyson type. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so we talked about that. We got five guys in the two trades: Candelario, Lugo, Alcantara, uh, Paredes, and King. Who are you most excited about of the five? If you're like, you know what, I'm putting the the Comeric Eric stamp on this guy. This guy's gonna be my guy. Who whose whose name are you getting on the back of the jersey? I don't, I don't know. Just because he's so young and doing so well at the level, Paredes to me is intriguing. Now I don't know if he'll stick at shortstop or not. They're, they say eventually he'll probably move to one of the corners, or, but um, I don't know. I like him. Yeah, Johnny Barroso was the size of the moon, and he stuck at shortstop. I I'm willing to to let this play out for Paredes. Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell Lynn. That's all. Lynn Henning. Um, what about Lugo? We haven't talked about Lugo at all. Dowell? Is that how you say his first name? It Dowell? could be something like that, yeah. <laughs> Lugo? He's got some He's got some love for him, maybe? Yeah. yeah, I feel like I feel the same way about him as I do Candelario. Like, I don't think either of them are, are these massively high upside guys, but they're just solid ball players. Like, a lot of these good teams that, you know, obviously the Cubs have just an insane amount of talent, but they just keep bringing up guys that can you can stick anywhere, good, solid ball players that can feel, they can hit. And I feel like we've accumulated a couple of those through this through this trade uh, de- trade deadline deals. Um, I'm I'm very good with how things have worked out, especially with those two. Yeah, hopefully it'll put some salve on the wounds of losing Hernan Perez and Eugenio Suarez and all these kind of middle infielders that we've kind of let go too early. Maybe this will be our chance to find a stud or two out of that package. Yeah. What do you what do you make of all these five guys being some version of an infielder? I've no outfielders and no arms. I've I have no issue with it. Like if two of these five guys turn out to be helpful, I'll be like, yeah, that probably worked out well. I mean, you got guys at rookie ball, at, at A ball. It is really hard to kind of project. Um, you know, I'm not too awfully worried about what position they are. I feel like it's just kind of collecting assets. Uh, if if these if these guys all turn out and we have a glut of infielders that are all young and great hitters, that is a decent problem to have. We can we can trade them to to fill other holes. Um, 
but you have to have talent, right? Yeah, exactly. And these and guys Avila have, to have talent. Yeah, Avila must have said, "Hey, these are the guys I I think can be something." So. Yeah, and I have no issue staying away from adding arms. Obviously, you can never have too many arms. But the state of the uh, the arms in our system versus the bats yeah. in our system, the, the 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 lineups they they needed an overhaul, and now we have right. you know as many infielders as we can handle. Right. And if you look at the top 10 prospects that we have, guys like Manning, Burroughs, uh, Funkhauser, uh, Alexander, I mean, you look at Ravenel, I mean, we have some arms there that could be something. Yeah, we have four top 100, like Baseball America top 100 prospects. We had one coming into the year. Things are yeah. looking up in old Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Such a sunshiner. <laughs> uh, Our team currently sucks. They're not. They're not good. Just, just let the record show. They are not good. Um, speaking you have of, to educate me on Tigers baseball over the last two weeks because I've like looked at the scores and stuff. But you need to, you know, can tell me the essence. Of, I sent you those three got, emojis. Those are those are what happened. <laughs> I saw a lot of poop emojis after that tweet. I asked people to respond to the state of the Tigers and three emojis or less. There was a lot of white flags and flaming poos uh, was what I saw. That's pretty much been the case. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's get on to some on-field stuff. So we are currently eight games back going into – that was actually going into last night. I'm sure we're probably no closer now. Um, is it start? Is it time to start trying the kids? Like how do you strike that balance be- between still trying to put out a decent product and figuring out what you have in some of these youngins? But the thing is what kids do we have that are really knocking down the door? Who are saying, "Oh, we're we're robbing these people of a chance." I got to thinking about it, and especially for position players, I could not come up with any. Well, Dick Dixon is the is the big one, as far as I'm yeah, concerned. Yeah, you could give Dixon some more run. And I would like to see. I mean, obviously, now that Avila's gone, McCann is going to be in the lineup most days. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, Jacoby, that's the other one. Um, when Presley was in the lineup, it like. We know exactly what Alex Presley is. He has been a helpful yeah. player for this for us this year. Um, he has played for 12 teams, you know, ballparking it there. Like, everyone knows exactly what Alex Presley is. We don't know what Jacoby is, and we're not going to find that out until he gets a lot of at-bats. Do you feel that way about Aducey, too? Aducey's 32 years old. He's been everywhere. In a weird way, I don't. Like, I wouldn't mind giving him... Uh, some more at bats down the stretch. Like, is he probably to see if he could be your fourth outfielder? Yeah, exactly. Is he probably not going to end up being on the team when we're good again? Yeah, obviously he probably isn't. But we wouldn't have said that about JD. You know what? Fifty at bats. Well, we might have fifty at. He started. JD quick. was like twenty eight or something like that, not thirty two, and had been everywhere. Yeah. No, I mean it, the odds are stacked against him. I do see, <laughs> but. Um, how about Hicks? Hicks uh, is a little bit younger. I like Hicks. And the thing about Hicks is when you play him, you save on the on the wheels of Cabrera, which I don't mind doing that either. Oh, play him at first, you're suggesting. Well, I mean, giving, giving him some at-bats there. Just, just yeah. get Miggy off his feet, which we're not going anywhere this year. Save him. Try and, try and get him going again for next year, if, okay. that's, if that's even possible. How about, okay, so we need to play somebody in right field. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the ball will just land there if nobody's standing on right field. Uh, Kristen Stewart, uh, Michael Gerber, 
are you giving these guys a shot? They're both at double A. I would I mean, consider. I mean, there, there's kind of no reason not. I mean, I'm I'm assuming you have to make a 40 man move, which there's there's some dead weight. That do you want to see Tyler Collins again? Absolutely. I, Tyler Collins definitely falls into the Alex Presley mold of you know exactly what he what he is. With Jacoby Jones, he's just toolsy enough to say, oh, you know, if he could get his approach down at the plate. He can play a lot of defense. Yes, exactly. The problem is, is not not that everything can be related back to batting average, but dude's hitting like 230 down at Toledo. Clearly, yeah. he has not figured things out, out down there. You yeah. know, I don't want to cast yeah. doom yeah. upon him. I'm pretty well done with him. But, you know, it, it is ridiculous to just give up on a guy of, you know, of that defensive ability without at least giving it a, a proper go. My My opinion. I don't know. We we don't have any like ready AAA kind of prospects knocking at the door. No, the entire AAA team is like thirty five years old, except for Candelario, who you would yeah. assume will, will come up at, in September, which right. which is good. The the Mudhens are good this year. They are, but they're they're all old guys. I mean, what do they have? Uh, Brendan Ryan or whatever playing for them, and just uh, is Omar Omar still, still down uh, there? Chris Zan. Omar, yeah, Chris. Chrisanne's a little younger, yeah, I think. Yeah, Juan but... Perez. Yeah, they have all kinds of, of names that um, that are that are interesting. Um, so other than, you know, so let's move to the pitching side of it. Uh, obviously, we would both like to see Joe Jimenez get some more uh, meaningful innings this year. Um, any, yes. other, any other pitcher that you would like to see get a little bit more run now, knowing that there's less uh, pressure? I don't know. I don't think anybody's particularly close. Do you? No, I, mean... I don't. I would I would say more or less just feel out the guys that we still have, you know, yeah. mix it, mix some mix and match roles, see who responds to what. Stump is kind of the one guy that I, I look at and you know, I think, yeah, maybe maybe there's something a little bit there, which I think is a guess what we're gonna see a lot of Stump down the stretch, whether you want it or not. Yeah. Soppled and Stump, ugh. And it, it will be exciting to see Shane Green as a closer. Shane, I mean, if he could feel his fingers, he would be probably the best closer in baseball. I think he still has a has a good chance to be pretty solid, even even not being able to feel him. So, yeah, um, yeah. So going back before we tie a bow on this whole, what do we do now? Where do you stand on Iggy? When when we're good again, Iggy is not going to be our starting shortstop. Dixon might be. How do you manage that? My, you know, obviously you can't just say, all right, Iggy, you're the Machado and Machado, you're the starting choice. Like, it, it just doesn't work that way, no. but it has to come closer to some sort of even timeshare at this point. Wouldn't you say? Mm, I don't think even timeshare. You just got to mix them in a little bit more. A lot of people are on the extend Iggy bandwagon. You feeling, you feeling the extension? No, absolutely not. Like, here's the thing. <laughs> we have seen, an, I, I don't know when I, when I turned the corner on Iglesias. He's, he used to be one of the guys that I came to the ballpark, you know, every, what, twice a year to watch. But we know exactly what he is. He is a replacement level hitter who does flashy things and doesn't have a very good arm going to his right. We have no idea what Dixon is. Defensively, Dixon is very good. Could Dixon be a 300 hitter at the major league level? Probably not, but no. he's hitting that right now. I don't know. Yeah. I would like to see him get, you know, three or four starts a week, and I don't, I don't think that's unreasonable at all. So you're suggesting we mix in more Dixon? <laughs> I think we can move to power rankings after that. <laughs> 
<laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. All right, did we do it? Are you ready for power rankings? Oh, yeah, let's roll. Okay, all right. So as you know, I've kind of been living out of a suitcase the last couple of weeks. And I, I miss my closet. Like you put things in there, you know where it is. I, I like to stay a little organized. When you're living out of a suitcase with a bunch of other people, like you feel like you, you got to put your stuff away and all this stuff. And I tell you what, packing makes you really prioritize your clothing, right? <laughs> what are you going to take along? Um, you know, what's what's your favorite article of clothing or what? I don't know what it is about packing, but I like to have my favorite thing. I don't want to just bring any shirt when I'm going on a trip. I want the shirt that I want. So anyway, I've been thinking a lot about this, which might be frightening. But today I have for you articles of clothing. I think we're always going to get here. It was just a matter of when. <laughs> articles of clothing. All right. Starting at number seven is socks. I don't like to go sockless. I refuse to wear shoes without a pair of socks. Like I see, I see these bros all the time and they're wearing, you know, these dock shoes with no socks. And I'm like, this gotta be smelly. Don't your feet stink? Maybe I just have smelly feet. I don't know. I gotta have some socks on. Yeah. Socks are like the, the utility, uh, men of the, of the wardrobe. You don't see them. It's, it's better when you don't, but you have to have them there. Yeah. So uh, shout out to a uh, potential sponsor, Sockbox.com, of course. <laughs> Got to give Chris some love. Anyway, socks, they're fine. They're top seven. Um, number six is shoes. Shoes are great. They can be different styles. They protect your feet. You know, I don't know. I, I like to have a nice pair of shoes on. How much pride do you take in your shoe game? <laughs> not, not much. Not much. Are you a, are you a classic white uh, New Balance type of guy? No, I refuse to wear New Balances because that's dad shoes. Well, that's and I know I'm I know I'm a dad, and I rock the dad hat, but I cannot bring myself to to wear New Balances. But I I tell you what, I have resigned myself to. I only buy shoes off the internet now because my I have wide fat feet, and every time I buy a pair of shoes at the store, and they're too narrow and they hurt me, and I regret it. So now, only wide. Boom. Yeah, that's fat that's feet. wise. Just spreading wisdom. Nobody cared about that. Why did I just say that? Okay, <laughs> that was six. Number five, swimsuit. Swimsuit. Like if you're wearing a swimsuit. You're probably having a good time. True. Yeah. Either you're swimming 
or it's summer and you're by the pool or by the lake or something. Um, I do have a little sympathy for the ladies and even the men. I mean, you're rocking a swimsuit. You got a lot of flesh. You got a lot of flesh showing. You know, when it's beach time, no place to hide under that jacket, friends. Got the swimsuit going. People are seeing what you what you're featuring uh, with a swimsuit. But usually it's a good time. Are you a shirt off immediately type of guy? I could definitely see that. <laughs> well, yeah, I gotta let people enjoy the, the pythons, right? No, I mean if it's hot and if it's a beach setting, I'm taking my shirt off. But I'm not just taking my shirt off at the first opportunity, like some bro. <laughs> I enjoy taking the shirt off. The problem is, is the the interior of my body is so white that like you really <laughs> enter into like, oh man, I gotta get the lotion on if I'm gonna do that type of territory. And I hate the feeling of the suntan lotion on my hands. So it's really kind of a paradox for me. Will you uh, take your shirt off at a baseball game? No, absolutely not. I need I, if I'm taking my shirt off, I absolutely would have it would have to be a bathing suit type type situation. If I had a whole section to myself and it was a hot day, but if I'm near any people, I, I don't want my shirt. It's just on. common courtesy. I would say so. All right, uh, number four is pants. Especially jeans. Nothing nothing really beats jeans. I like to wear, you know, nice jeans. It's just comfortable yeah. pants. They're very utilitarian. Definitely. They they cover your lower half. What else can I say? <laughs> that's 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 four. That's they're a good garment. What they are. <laughs> they're, they're a good garment. Number three is a shirt. We talked about this a little bit. And I tell you what, nothing nothing feels as nice as wearing your favorite shirt. I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah, you get a favorite T-shirt or something like that, rocking around your favorite shirt. Okay, number two is underwear. Underwear is kind of important, and I'll throw in for the ladies your bra. You know, bra and underwear. This is important garments. Uh, I don't like to go commando. Do you like to go to commando hall? I like don't to go with think I pants? ever. I don't think I ever have. So I guess I don't really have an opinion on the subject. Well, before the next podcast, I'm not doing this. Do that, <laughs> and then you report back. This is some research. All of but the no. list. No, we should we should sub, uh, commission all of our listeners to do that. Yeah, do, do that, and then add us. Tweet and let back us know. to me. Yeah, tweet back to the show how your commando experience went. Yeah, we'll read off the best stories. This is this is how science works. But no, underwear is important. It keeps all your items together. You know. Makes you comfortable. Yeah. It's an important garment. It's... Okay. Now, number one, you want to guess? Uh, well, for me personally, a quality zip-up hoodie is probably at the top of my list. I don't know if that's for you, but that, that's probably where I'm at. That's not That's not bad. But for me, it's shorts. Oh, yeah. Okay. Shorts. If you're wearing shorts, it's a good day. You know, it's summer. I like the exposed legs. That feels nice. Do the, the only, do, do the people around you like the exposed legs? Doesn't, that's doesn't matter. Doesn't <laughs> matter. I when I fly, I do wear shorts. Is that a faux pas? Oh, absolutely not. I I definitely would do too. Okay. I don't right. care what time of like year it is. If I'm if like when we go to Florida in the winter, if I'm leaving yeah. Detroit and I'm la landing in Fort Myers, I'm flying in shorts. I don't care. I want to be comfortable when I get there. I'll freeze in the meantime. See, some people are like. You can't wear shorts on a plane because you're like your bare legs are touching somebody else's because you're crammed into a plane. Nonsense. Now, I, I go with the shorts, too. I feel in shorts for anyway. That's number one. Bottom three. 
Uh, the worst, third from the worst, is snow pants. If you're wearing snow pants, nothing good's happening. You know, the snow's getting up in there. It's melting down your boots. And you're most ah, likely snow cold. snow blowing, which is literally yeah. the worst activity on the face of the earth. You know they're a pain to get on. That too. You ever try to get a child in a pair of snow pants? No. I definitely have not. Don't. Don't ever do it. Never, never try to put a child in snow pants. It's like, you know trying to make a sausage you're trying to <laughs> filling in there it's stupid speaking of that number two and i don't have any personal experience with this but i i'm gonna go with hose slash stockings for the women i do not I, believe you don't have personal experience hey b- believe what you want i mean whatever but i don't i don't particularly like stockings or pantyhose on a woman just wear your bare just have bare legs that's fine it's kind of old-fashioned to have that yeah isn't it legs are normal they're fine just just do those yeah i don't i don't understand why that was a thing or is a thing people back then had too much time i suppose (laughs) they needed twitter Um, that would have taken up all their time (laughs) then they wouldn't have had to wear a pantyhose all right number one worst garment you got a guess no guess it is the tie (laughs) <laughs> I hate wearing ties. Like I'll do it. But if if you're wearing a tie, it's something fancy and there's like some s- special event where I have to talk to people and stuff. It's the worst. I hate wearing a tie. It feels constricting around your neck. I they're never long enough, so I got to buy some long tie or the one that I have doesn't you know come low enough and it's always flopping around and backwards it's stupid i hate wearing ties it's dumb don't wear a tie that's power rankings hello this is eric's mom and you're listening to the podcast Yanos. all right um so if it's okay with you uh this week we're not going to talk about things that i saw on the side of the road are you good with that yeah um can we talk about last week's power rankings then? Oh yeah, I actually have I have some somewhere else I want to go, but yeah, let's get into last week's power rankings first. No, no, it'll be short. I thought I thought Hook did a pretty good job. Yeah, I I thought I enjoy cereal a lot, and I there was a few points of contention, but I thought the cereal rankings were overall pretty good. So here's the thing with cereal is really there aren't too many bad cereals. It's just all different levels of this is good. Yeah, I would say so. Um, so this week I want to talk about things that I saw in a garbage can in a Comerica Park, a Comerica Park men's room. I did see that you were at a game. I was on, I was there on Sunday with, uh, Whitney and, and her parents and brother. Um, it was very warm as you were mentioning, you know, the sec, the section by yourself while you're baking. Um, we didn't have the section to ourselves, but we certainly, uh, baked, but Ugh, I went into I went into a men's room, and here is what I saw. I saw a pair of what appeared to be uh, men's boxer brief underwear. Okay, they didn't okay. appear to be messed, just like somebody <laughs> had run out of use for them. My first question sure. is: these were not yours, correct? These underwear they they didn't belong to you. Uh, do I have to answer this question? I suppose you don't. Um, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't at Comerica Park, but I suppose there's a chance there's my, they were mine. <laughs> but on a serious note, like, what are the circumstances that would lead someone to determine that the underwear that they are currently wearing is no longer a necessity? Like, uh, did they have? 
Maybe they had a backup pair. Yeah, that was the thing. Like, did they bring an extra pair? A hot day? They're just gonna switch them out at the seventh inning stretch? Because I suppose that doesn't feel unreasonable. Maybe they sharded in them. <laughs> they didn't. You, although you said they didn't appear to be messed, how closely did you investigate? I mean, I went to like throw a paper towel in there, so that was about that was about as close as I got. <laughs> You didn't get your nose in there. Hmm. I wonder what's going on in here. Get my investigate investigative pencil and you know pry around. No, I didn't. I didn't really do that. Um, I C- thought about it. But. CSI men's room, <laughs> Comerica. But it makes me wonder if you're the type that just like chucks your underwear willy nilly. Like, are <laughs> are you using the stall to change out? Or are you just you know out there in the hey. open getting buck wild? At that point, you've sacrificed your pride. Anyway, <laughs> I say you just drop trial. Swap them out. Good to go. The funny thing is, it was the bathroom nearest the one of the entrances. Like we were on our way out, so like <laughs> a lot of people coming and going. Wow! But people are weird. They are. Um, but it was a really, really great game to watch. There was like, you know, I, I live in TC. We only get down to a few games a year, and usually when we go, Pelfrey ends up pitching. You know that <laughs> deal. Like that year that Brad Penny was in the rotation. I swear we saw him pitch like twelve times. Um, hey, at least you got a lot of hours of baseball to watch then. That is, it was a very long you're, game on Sunday you, too. Yeah, well, your dollars per <laughs> for, per time are good. But uh, Jay up hit the grand slam. We saw oh, nice. Romine uh, made a really nice defensive play in right, and then he dropped in a bloop single between like the first baseman and right fielder. So it was pretty pretty solid Romine game. Um, and then and Ty- you're wearing your Romine shirt, of, of course. course. That's course why was. he was inspired. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, we saw a position player pitch. The the Astros' first baseman, Tyler White, got on the hill when they were down like 12 runs or something, which I don't think I've ever seen live. So that was a, that was a pleasure. And, Sounds like a fun time. And, of course, Verhagen got on the mount, and he was quickly met by a, a home run. So that that part wasn't so great, but the rest of it was, was awesome. I tell you what, if you uh, are interested in going to see some baseball, um, the next couple months are going to be a good time to go. Um, I, I saw for season ticket holders, they were running some special where you could get lower box seats for eight, eight dollars, eight bucks a piece. I don't know if they're going to run any other specials, but if you go on StubHub or whatever, I'm sure you're going to be able to snag some cheap tickets. Now's the time to go see some guys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you don't care if it means anything or not. <laughs> Um, okay, let's get into some Twitter questions. Are you ready? Oh, my loins are girded with some underwear. <laughs> All right, the, not with those underwear. Not those ones. Different underwear. Yeah. Um, Hookslide asks us: uh, Tigers have two new third baseman prospects. Nick is as good as gone. So, which podcast name are we going with? Podcast Lugo or Podcast Delario? Doesn't that doesn't make much sense? Does it? Wouldn't it be? Pod Candelari. That doesn't make sense either. It's, we're just going to stick with Nick. Nick's going to be around forever. Um, and then Roger from from the other other Detroit podcast uh, says that Podcast Delario sounds like a burrito in a bowl from from Cadoba, which it absolutely does. Which makes I had me Cadoba think that tonight. Maybe, really? Good. Man, he yeah. didn't know how, how relevant that was going to be. It's hot. Just connecting dots all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, both of those podcasts are excellent. I recommend that you listen to them. If you like us, you'll probably like them too. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Troy asks us, since our Tigers are toast, who are you guys rooting for the rest of the way? Um, he likes the Rockies, Diamondbacks, and the Cubs. Diamondbacks and Cubs just because they have our leftover guys. 
Yeah, and I don't know. This Dodgers team feels like it's something special. I'm kind of rooting for them a little bit. And Houston a little bit because I just saw them play. That's how my, so you, how my mind you works. want everyone to win, you know, as long as everybody's safe and has a fun time. Right. Yeah. Hall. <laughs> yeah. Nobody get nobody gets hurt. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. All right. Matt Collins asks us, can you help us with a new Tigers drinking game? Something has to make the next two months enjoyable. Uh, probably should have went over this one uh, ahead of time that we should wor- we should work on that one for next week. All right. That seems fair. Also, I don't have a ton of experience in the in the subject, so. Um, get a nice soda yeah going. let's pop at, <laughs> at joshua gallup asks us what are the likelihood of the tigers taking avila back again round three right 60 percent. i'm gonna go a little north of that i think it's 75 i wow. i would be surprised if he doesn't come back which is fine like he he's done well for us what what catcher prospects do we have that we where we won't we need a catcher yeah, um, I mean, unless not, Hicks is really good or something like that. Yeah, which he might be. I don't know. Want to bring we'll, your boy Holiday back? Wait, what, what, like, when was Holiday, like, my boy? That's that's not what I'm I'm putting myself with. <laughs> All right, my boy Holiday. Sure. Holiday. Uh, at Viva T Grace asks us, whose beard are we going to obsess over now that JD and Avila are gone? Which is a very good question. I don't know. Maybe Jen, is that Jen? Maybe Jen can work on one. Uh, they they determined that I think um, Romine was was the clear choice. Oh yeah, but mm-hmm. I offer a Boyd. Boyd's but Boyd doesn't have a thick beard, but he does have kind of that scruff going. Boyd's kind of one of those low key good looking dudes. I, I'm surprised he doesn't get a little more play from the from the ladies. Maybe you can you know pimp him out a little bit. I don't know what that would look like, but but spread I spread the word a little. Yeah, um, Roger Martin uh, also of the. Uh, pod candelario fame asks us green or jimenez as a closer uh and your all-time favorite deadline trade uh green uh of course also a deadline trade um the one that's most vivid to me is getting david price yeah that was that was a rush i remember where i was and it was right at the deadline wasn't yeah Yeah. that's pretty good yeah that one was hot i i talked about this last week the jared washburn deal that one, for whatever reason, sticks out in my mind. Um, we effectively ended his career, but, you know, that happens. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other other big names that we got at the deadline. A couple of them didn't work out so guy, good. Jose Mesa and junk like that. Ugh. Um, okay, so let's kind of go through these these quickly. Um, it, Travis Frazier asks us, if you could pick three players to be guaranteed to stay in the system for the next five years, who would they be? Mm. Fulmer is kind of the no-brainer. After that, it gets a ton harder. I would go with Fayetto second. I know Manning is like our top guy, um, but I I think I like Fayetto a little bit better. Just a little bit more well-rounded of a pitcher at this point. Um, And for me, I'm going to go with King. King is the guy that I'm really super excited about. I mean, obviously, it'll be five years before he's even in contention to come up. But um, I, I said last week, I believe he's the next Billy Hamilton, the next Trey Turner. And gosh darn, I'm sticking with that. And by that, I mean, I hope he is. Yeah. I mean, for me, it'd probably be Manning next. He, he's so young, though. But he's the most toolsy guy. If you had to pick one guy to say, OK, who's the next Scherzer or Clayton Kershaw? It's Manning. That's probably true. 
Yeah, Fiota's probably the next Fulmer. If I mean, if we're strictly speaking, style stylistically. Yeah, let's, let's hope. Let's hope. Uh, John Fine asks us how many of these prospects will reach Cooperstown. I'm assuming a little <sighs> bit of sarcasm there. Mm. Yeah. Uh, if you, how many? How about how, how about this? Of those five guys, how many All Star appearances do you have? If we got two, I'd be happy. Two all-star appearances? Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I mean, that would be good. That that seems fair. Um, all right, that pretty well does it for this week's show. Do you have anything else to say to the people before we get out of here? I missed you all so much. Good to be back. Oh, I got to do the contact info. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can. <laughs> Podcastianos. Oh, no, not podcastianos.com. We got rid of that crap. Uh, on Twitter, I should delete, I should delete that from my notes because it is no longer active. Um, at Jordan Hall twenty three, that's me. At Comeric Eric, that's Eric. And at Podcastianos is the show. On Instagram, I am at Jordinio four. Eric is at Comeric Eric. Facebook.com backslash Podcastianos. And we'd love it if you take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on. And remember, if you want to play fantasy football with us or fantasy footy with me, uh, just hit me up at podcastianos at gmail.com. It'll be a good time or, or something it's like a, that. We don't even have to try. It's always a good time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, you got to get running, huh? got to see something. What? Oh, I've got to I've been running. I just thought that that underwear and a trash can were more was more significant than anything I've seen on the side of the road. Should have just ran past it and said, "Oh, I saw this while running." Feels cheat. It feels like cheating. I want to. I want to <laughs> keep the integrity of the, of the segments. Appreciate appreciate your integrity. Thank you. <laughs> um, with that being said, we will catch you guys next week and eat them up, tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 